So just a quick disclaimer on the beginning of this podcast, I do have equipment to film a podcast and um, have actually good audio, but for the first episode of us filming, I did not have the correct adapter to plug into my computer, so the audio on this is going to be a little bit rocky at first, but throughout the episodes, we're going to try to get better at doing it. Also, somehow, I missed the introduction clip, and it's just missing, so... Um, we have a little jingle, and I'm going to see it just me because I'm no longer with Ayla, so it's going to be a little bit awkward, but I'm going to introduce us personally. Um, sorry about that. Hi, I'm Tess, and I'm here with my co-host, Ayla, and let's talk about books, baby. Hey, what's up, you guys? Today is our first episode of our podcast called Let's Talk About Books. We're so excited. (laughs) This has been a long time coming, so we just kind of wanted to make this first episode, like, getting to know us as readers, because we assume that, like, most of our fan base is probably (laughs) readers. Um, And so we have a couple questions planned for each other. We want to, like, get into our controversial opinions to get the people who will absolutely hate us out of the way from, (laughs) from the very beginning. Um, and then we're also just going to kind of like talk about our favorite books and let you guys get a feel for our personalities. Um, so I'll let Ayla introduce herself and then I'll introduce myself. Okay. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I'm Ayla. Um, I'm a sophomore in college right now at the University of Utah. Me and Tess both are. And I've been a super huge reader my whole life. I feel like I, not to give myself the credit, but <laughs> I know I'm the one who got Tess into reading. I literally knew that you were going to say that. <laughs> um but no like it all started when I was younger like my family first introduced me to like the Harry Potter books for the first time and I loved books as a kid and so like after I started reading those it kind of just like evolved I guess I would say from there I'd say like my favorite book of all time this is really hard I think the books that like made me really really fall in love with reading was the selection series which I know is kind of like overhyped. I don't, want, I don't want to say it's overhyped. Like, there's a lot of things I really like about it, but I read it for the first time in middle school and I just absolutely loved it. Um, again, like, I love the Harry Potter books. And recently, one of my favorites has been the Crave series by Tracy Wolf. We definitely both agree on that one. Um, maybe do you want to introduce Yeah, so like Ayla said, she really did introduce me into reading because I had never read the Harry Potter books before, and in high school, I was like, whatever, like, I'll just read them, and then I read all of them, and then slowly down from that, like, talking to Ayla about the Harry Potter books and being able to, like, hear what her favorite books were made me want to be able to, like, express that, and then also, like, I run a TikTok account just talking about books, which has been really cool. It's been able to, like, give me, like, financial stability but also like get my name out there and just like get me in connection with some of my favorite authors um and so that's been like a really cool experience so thanks to Ayla for making me read Harry Potter (laughs) because if I hadn't I would not be where I am um I would definitely say that like if I could choose three books to like summarize my like reading style or like what I choose to read it's definitely Anne and the French Kiss the Crave series and Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid which are all three very different books um but I also like I don't know I really don't love a lot of the books on book talk which is going to be really controversial (laughs) I just find a lot of them like uninteresting and so I kind of go off like on my own style trying to find books but I think we both do that I think we haven't really read that many books on book talk right now but that's I think like 
as we were graduating high school, like pandemic, that's kind of when book talks started to like first evolve. And obviously like in the midst of graduating high school, you don't have a lot of extra time for reading. And so I think that was kind of the time that we were like, oh, this is a big thing right now. And as the trend that kind of like threw us back into reading, I, I feel like we kind of agree on this, like even though you're a really big creator on book talk, like, a lot of the opinions on there, like I just don't really listen to no. it because everyone's book taste is really different. And like a lot of the books that people like love on there are either like really problematic or exactly just aren't that good of books. So I don't know. I, don't I just feel like Ayla so and I both really like we try as much as possible to keep our morals in, aligned with the books that we read. Like obviously, every now and then Ayla and I will pick up a book by a problematic author just because people are talking about it and we want to read it. But we're definitely the type of people that are like. I'm going to read it in secret and I'm definitely not going to promote it on any of my accounts, but we really do try to like diversify our like bookshelves mainly with like LGBT books. But like recently I've been expanding more into like um, books by like BIPOC authors and like indie authors and things like that. And so I think that's why some of our opinions like may not align with other people's because we are like, if a book is bad, like, Ayla and I will dwell on it for, like, the next two years, literally. being, like, this is the worst book I've ever read in my life. Yeah, I think, literally, almost all of my favorite books are by underground authors, like, not really, I'm, I love Colleen Hoover, but there are a lot of, like, really good authors out there also that just have really, I've read so many good, like, LGBTQ+, plus, like, I could, we could have a whole episode where I talk about We, we will have an episode. But, I don't know, I think... Book talk obviously is a good way to get into reading, but I would say not necessarily listen to everyone And I definitely think like paying attention on all forms of social media because I know like before book talk got big, like Bookstagram was like huge and still is to this day. Especially with how hard it is to become like super popular on Instagram, people tend to only listen to what the people with like thousands of followers have to say. But a lot of the times those people are getting paid to talk about books that may be problematic they're getting paid by publishing companies and getting sent books and things like that and so like as much as that is awesome for them um even me personally like if I don't align with the book I'm not going to talk about it and so like it's been really cool to work with companies like Valentine PR and like HarperCollins Publishing which they're currently on a strike right now because I don't know if you knew this but <laughs> HarperCollins workers are on a strike to get like equal pay I think and so none of the editors or like writers or anything are working um unless you're like the CEO or like a higher up position um and so like I've tried to steer away from like traditional publishing and kind of gone off in the deep end into more like indie um authors and all of like the books Ayla and I read are like I don't like I feel like I want to give you guys our opinion on like popular book talk books but like the book talk and like bookstagram like booktube super popular books that we have read are the ones from like 2020 and like yeah. now I feel like I'm so far behind yeah. unless it's like like we both love Emily Henry so we've like love like we read Emily Henry but like other than that, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel the exact same way. And I hope, like, obviously, we're probably going to talk about book talk books that we have read and, like, talk about what we thought about them. But I also hope that, like, from listening to this podcast, you're hoping to come out of this with, like, some good book suggestions. Exactly. Or maybe some underground books that we've read that we loved. I think the best thing about having a bestie who reads is we literally know each other's book taste so well. Like, all of my favorite books, like she said, and on the French Kiss. Tess showed me that book, and I just love that book so much. Like, uh. I think the issue with it, though, is that, like, 
when we read books and we both really like them, it's like we never want to talk about the bad things about them. <laughs> and so, like, any time I hear any slander for Anne and the French Kiss, I'm like, how could you even remotely think? Like, I posted this one TikTok that, like, went kind of viral. And it was like, this is my favorite trope where, like, one of them is in a relationship and they're best friends and they just, like, develop, like, this really sincere friendship first. And then when they break up, it's finally, like, they can be together and someone was like that's literally the cheating trope and i'm like they never cheated <laughs> and so i like i will defend that book to my death that's my yeah, my controversial like, opinion the only ache i have with that book is finding out that he's short <laughs> literally he's a short king which is like fine like good for him to be a short king but she's a tall queen yeah and when i was first reading the book like i didn't realize that and so now rereading it it's just it's not the same for me which i'm literally dating a short king so i don't know why i think the issue for me like with him being short is just that it's just like all the other like romance novels are so unrealistic like he's six four he's like ripped like the most like amazing person ever and so it's hard when like like in person it's really easy to be like oh like i love your personality but when all you're given in a book it's like what they look like and their personality and then they're just basing me off of that for like the whole time it's just like really hard to like not see what they look like it's weird because like the whole rest of the book is just like that typical romance novel like this stuff would never happen to you like everything goes perfectly her way by the end of the book except for that like that's the one it's just kind of like I love that book. No okay, so feeding into more of our other opinions, Ayla has done a lot more reading than I have over the past couple of years, especially, like, she's literally read every single book by Colleen Hoover um, and just, like, reads a lot faster than I do. And so I want to get some of your opinions on books. So I'm going to tell you the title of a book, and I want you to tell me if it's overrated, underrated, or adequately rated, okay? Okay. And the first book I want to ask you about is It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. Ah, okay. This is hard. Um, when I first started reading Colleen Hoover, that was not the first book I read, even though it's one of her most popular ones. And so when I got to it, I had already like kind of experienced the Colleen Hoover experience. And if you've read her books, I think that book is a lot different than the other books that she does have to offer. I think that it is a very well written book. It's very informative. I really liked it, but I would say that I think it is kind of overrated just in the way that like people tend to romanticize the book a lot. And it's a really tough book, especially like it's very triggering to some people, like including myself. So I don't know. I think part of, again, with book talk, like it's not communicated how triggering the book is before you get into it. It's kind of romanticized. I definitely agree with that. And I definitely think that, um, letting our fan base know now that like we are going to be the people that are going to tell you whether or not like a book is triggering and like yeah if it's advertised like I think the biggest thing for me I think it's really awesome to see like you as a reader versus me as like a bigger creator on book talk to be able to see like how actual readers feel versus people on book talk who just want clout like someone literally made like people make tiktoks all the time making jokes about Ryle's abuse towards Lily and I just think that it's like it's sick like it's gross and I think a lot of people feel that way but I think that everyone's just in shock and so they hit the like button and then that video blows up but it's like the most like horrendous video ever or just in general like romanticizing this book as a romance book between Lily and Atlas when in general it's not a romance book it's like 
the book about trauma. And yes, it is a good book, but I would not say it's one of her best. Um, <laughs> okay, and then the next book I want to ask you about is We Were Liars. Uh, okay, this is hard. Um, like Tess said, like back when Book Talk first started, this book was really big. This was like, I would see videos about this book every single day on Book Talk, and everyone was like, this book is so crazy. The plot twist is insane. Like, you have to read it. It's so interesting. And so I read it, and I was just very disappointed. I don't know. Like, yeah, the plot twist at the end is very good, but the whole like rest of the book leading up to that is kind of just like boring. And, like, that sucks saying, but it, it is a very sad book, and I think it's just not the type of book that I would reread, so I've never reread it. I think, yeah, sure, it is worth a read, but if you're going out to, like, specifically buy this book, hoping for a perfect book, I think it's kind of overrated. I definitely agree with it. Like, I love, like, the old money, like, Martha's Vineyard, like, aesthetic yeah. of We Were Liars, but I was just, like, significantly disappointed by the fact that, like, for the first 150 pages, literally nothing happens. And it's yeah. a really short book. It's, like, less than 300 pages. And so it's, like, the fact that nothing happens for, like, the whole yeah. first half of the book, and you just think the main character's, like, this whiny little brat. Literally. And then all of a sudden you're, like, oh, shit, like... <laughs> I really like, like you said, the old money aesthetic type of the book, but I think maybe a book that pulls that off a lot better is the Summer I Turned Pretty series. Yeah, I would say the Summer I Turned Pretty, or recently I just read The Summer of Broken Rules, and I guess, like, it's different because Ayla and I are romance readers, so we're kind of looking for that, but, like, if you're, like, because I feel like it was really advertised as, like, this old money, rich, Martha's Vineyard, like, crazy plot twist, rich kids kind of vibe, but there's literally, like, only, like, I think... The thing that's misconstrued is, like, E. Lockhart's writing style is so weird. Like, it's beautiful. I think it's really poetic. But the way that it's advertised and it's aesthetic of, like, this group of teens and cousins living on Martha's Vineyard, like, that's literally not what the book is. <laughs> it's just narrated by one girl in the story talking about the rest of her family. And so I feel like if you want a book that it is, like, a family, like, style, like, read The Summer I Turn Pretty, read The Summer of Broken Rules, or, like, even, like, The Inheritance Games have, like, a rich, like, thriller-esque vibe of, like, old money and, like, plot twists, and so I think I would say, personally, skip out on We Were Liars. Yeah. So would you say I, it's overrated? I have to agree, yeah. I think it's very overrated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then the last one I'm gonna ask you about is Red, White, and Royal Blue. Now, before you answer this... <laughs> Before you really got into reading, like, a lot of adult romance, this was, like, one of your favorite books and was, like, the first one that you read. Yeah. Comparative to the ones you've read now, how do you feel about it? I think um, not only was it one of the first, like, adult romances that I read, it was one of the first, the very first, like, LGBTQ gay romances that I had read. And I think growing up in an LGBTQ household, it was really, like, refreshing to see that type of, like, story on paper. Since it was one of the first ones I read, like, I absolutely loved it. I think they did a really nice job of, like, pulling politics into the book and, like, having actual, like, real-life things happening while also kind of having that fantasy touch, that sweet romance. I do really love it. I would say, like, I have read a lot of LGBTQ plus books since then that maybe I like a little bit better, but overall, like, I do think it is a pretty, like, adequately rated book. I would definitely recommend. <laughs> okay, so now I'm going to ask Tess about a few books that I know we've both read. Um, and again, I want you to tell me if you think they're overrated, underrated, or adequately rated. I feel like I know your answer on this one, but 
The Love Hypotheses by Allie Hazelwood. Um, okay, in the same book that Red, White, and Royal Blue was one of the first adult romances, you read The Love Hypothesis wasn't necessarily one of the first ones, but it was one of, like, like the only traditionally published books I read in comparison to, like, a bunch of indie authors. And so, as much as I, like, love my indie authors, it's definitely just, like, a different vibe to read something traditionally published because it's, like, marketed towards like what people are currently reading and so i definitely think that the love hypothesis is adequately rated i know that like it gets a lot of shit on book talk because it is like a, another white like fake gay romance <laughs> which i completely understand is like but i like the way they did it yeah i definitely think that like there's no diversity <laughs> at all in the book but i definitely like really appreciate the fact that like olive is like a scientist but then the girl that wrote the book is also a scientist and mm. so it wasn't just like some made-up mumbo jumbo about like what she thinks happens in like when you get your doctorate i would definitely say that it's adequately rated for me personally i feel like every time i've seen a video about it i've been like yeah like this is really good like made me smile the whole time like i was addicted to reading it kind of thing but there's better books, but I don't think it's overrated. I think yeah. you should read it if you're trying to get into romance. Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty fair rating. Okay, this one, um, very popular book, if you've been on Book Talk, um, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Okay, so my mom was a huge reader, and she's still a reader. Like, I give her books all the time. But, like, we went on vacation to Oregon, and that was one of the books I brought with me, and it was when I was in, like, my huge like reading phase like i was reading like 13 books a month and my mom was like we're not doing anything right now and i didn't bring a book to read and i was like oh like i haven't read this yet but like you should read it um it took my mom literally like six hours to read it like she was addicted to it she read the whole thing and then she came up to me and she's like you have to read this book and that's just like what jump-started my obsession with taylor jenkins read which is like why i really appreciate the book i think it's beautiful i love like the separating it by the seven husbands like the yeah. other characters in taylor jenkins reads books are what make me like in love with her stories because even minor characters she just gives so much detail to i will say the one thing i didn't really like about the book is that um this my mom also pointed this out it's just that you forget that the main character other than evelyn like the reporter lady you forget that she's black because it's just not a part of her identity and they kind of just mm. like Taylor Jenkins Reid just kind of like threw like that in there so there would be some diversity in her yeah. work and then never elaborated on it. Um, that being said, like there is problematic things in that book specifically, but I would say that it's adequately rated, possibly overrated just in comparison to her other books. Like I uh, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, Malibu Rising is like my favorite book of all time. Like, we'll reread it like once a year. Like, I love it so much. And after I finished reading it, I was like, I want to read it again and like find every single detail that I missed. And then Ayla and I have both read this book, but One True Loves by, by it's not Holly Hoover, by <laughs> Jenkins Reed is like the most underrated book. Like, it's just like so addictive. No one story. talks about it. And it's so, it's so good. Like, my mom loved that book. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, like, I think. To her otherwise it's kind of overrated but i definitely think everyone should read it yeah so i guess it's overrated i'll say it's overrated okay <laughs> i don't i feel like i understand why you say that i feel like it's pretty adequately rated just because like when i read that book i was expecting it to be like the other books on book talking i was like it's gonna be so overrated i read that book and i literally it took me weeks to recover 
like that book is just i think my favorite thing about taylor jenkins read is that you just feel so connected to the characters like they seem so real like it's just i forget that i'm even reading like i forget who i am when i'm reading her books and i think for all of her books they're just so good yeah anyway and then the last book i was gonna ask about i don't know how much you remember about this book but get a life chloe brown oh okay i read this book spring semester or fall semester last year um i will say it does hold a near dear place to my heart because it was one of my first viral videos was that because i made a video oh, i didn't even remember that i was on the bus and i was like not me reading literal porn on the bus <laughs> and it was about gonna like play around um and that was like the first time that i was like i feel like this could work out i feel like i could yeah do something with this um and so like i kept posting after that but i do feel like when i first read it, i think i should read it now because when i first read it i was really like i only like first person i hate third person third person yeah. first. but now something about third person just makes me like because i feel like for first person novels most of the time like especially if it's first person and there's no like dual point of view it's just one person's point of view it's really hard for me to connect to the other half of the relationship yeah. but when it's like a third person book and you can see every feeling that all of them have it kind of makes me more invested in it i definitely think it's underrated um for sure i think the only reason i see it all over my for you page is because like i'm always like liking the videos about it but it has like plus size representation disability representation and like black representation and all three books in that series are like that and so i definitely think like maybe we should take like all of l kennedy's books like, <laughs> off the hype train and yeah put like kennedy ryan and um what is the author's name of that book wait hold on i need to look this up i think it's definitely a very underrated book in yeah. my opinion talia, talia hibbert I like, that's her name but i think just because of the diversity it's underrated yeah i would agree and i like that even though it's a very diverse book she did the romance in that book so much better than so many other romance novels i've read like the plot itself was kind of like kind of boring but the romance in that book to me was just like phenomenal like you could just really feel like the sexual tension in that book yes. I, uh, I loved like, I it i feel like the issue for me is like the world building in a romance like for me i love fantasy it was not really a <laughs> fantasy reader and so like world building to me in fantasy books is like the coolest thing ever because i'm just obsessed with like how the magic systems work like whatever like what is the plot but in romance books i feel like there's no need for world building especially if it's like a typical like enemies to lovers trope like we know what's going on you don't need to explain it but i feel like that's where it lost me um in the beginning is i was like i don't need to know that his apartment is directly across from her <laughs> i don't need to know that he's a bigger plant like <laughs> there's like certain things about the setting that i feel like could have been left out but like it was like once it gets to the romance you're like invested you're like okay yeah this is good <laughs> but it does take a while to get there that could also well, be why it's underrated. Pretty good review. I like that book. Um, then I think one other thing we should talk about is what is your favorite trope of all time? Oh my god. <laughs> okay. I think personally that Ayla and I should do an episode about like an episode every about trope. every trope. Like, yeah. Just a different one because for me, a lot of book podcasts are like read along with us. Like we're we're gonna read the first five chapters and then talk about it. But like for me, I want to like recommend books to people, not just like 
talk about talk books about that it. we've read. Yeah. And I've done a lot of research to find that there's not very many podcasts like ours. So if you came here as like a semi-reader, like we hope that you leave our podcast as an avid reader or like at least someone that's more excited about reading. Um, and so this is to say, when we talk about the other ones, these are the ones we're going to be the most excited about. <laughs> I would personally have to say like, over the course of this past year, I've read almost every single trope. Like, I read the um, Twisted Love series, or there's the Twisted series by Anna Wong, which you haven't read, but it's literally so good. So it's four books, and the first book is Best Friend, boy, Brother's Best Friend, Enemies to Lovers. The <laughs> second book is Forbidden Love Between a Princess and a Bodyguard, and the third book is... Um, Best friends, brother, enemies to lovers. Oh my god. <laughs> fourth book is fake dating. Now, when I first started reading, I loved fake dating because I needed like the insta love, like fluff satisfaction of them pretending to be dating. But then I read Mariana Zapata, which Ayla also has never read. But Mariana Zapata books are like 600 page long mm. romance books and they're all slow burn, like from start to finish. Which, like, if you asked me to read that, like, two years ago, I would have been like, you're literally crazy. But after reading from, I read from Love, from Luke Off of Love and Colty, and I'm obsessed with Slow Burn, Forced Proximity. Because both of them, it's a really nice trope. <laughs> I would say, to broaden, to broaden it a little bit, specifically, Forced Proximity is my favorite trope. But, like, in From Luke Off of Love, they're ice skating partners because they're the two best ice skaters, like, and they need to compete. And then in Colty, he's her favorite soccer player from when she was a child that becomes her soccer coach, and she's on the team. So they have to spend every single day together, and so it makes everything, like, so much harder when you're, like, reading it, and they're like, oh, my God, I love, yeah. I love her. And then you're like, wait. <laughs> I love a good enemies to lovers, forced proximity. I think when I first started to get super into reading a few years ago, I loved the way that To All the Boys I've Loved Before did the fake dating trope. But I feel like no one else has really done it that well yeah. since then. And I think now it's kind of like that book is looked upon as like, oh, it's such a basic book. But she started it. Jesus, like that was the, that there is a reason like everyone else wants to write that type of book. I think that it's done very well in that book. But that's kind of made me like dislike it since then because like every single book has that trope. Yeah, I'd say I love like books where they want each other, but they can't have each other. Like some of Colleen Hoover's books, it's like the the brother of her ex i'm like i just love that type of book and like the one bed trope Ugh, peak. if i could read a book like read a whole book was just the one bed trope. <laughs> but the second that i see it i'm like yeah i love like roommates trope yes yeah like, okay so did you read the roommate when i gave it to you i did okay. yeah so ayla and i both have read this book the roommate we'll try not to spoil anything but basically like this girl, she lives in an apartment with her boyfriend, and then her boyfriend breaks up with her, and he's like, actually, so I'm moving. But, like, not forever. It was a really weird situation. So she needed to get someone to live in her apartment. Preface by saying this book is literally just straight porn. No, literally. <laughs> and so he gets someone to move in. Like, her boyfriend gets someone, or ex-boyfriend gets someone to move into their apartment, and he's an adult film star, right? Like, a porn star. And she didn't know this when he moved in but then she finds out later and then it's just like she's like this virgin like not virgin but like very like wait i think she is a virgin i can't remember she's either a virgin or she's only ever slept with one person and it is just like the most intense like 
he's like, we're not dating, but let me teach you. But also, I'm secretly in love with the other <laughs> thing. And like, to me, that's like, like, okay, I, I, I love hate, that. I'm reading right now. I think we should probably talk about this. Right now, I'm reading The Edge Talk by Rachel and Solomon. And when I picked that book up, I was like, team fluffy romance. Because <clears throat> the only other book I've read by Rachel and Solomon is Today, Tonight, Tomorrow, which is a young adult book. Oh, I was literally going to ask you about that book. That was my other option. <laughs> which is Today, Today tomorrow, tomorrow is a young adult book with literally not even kissing. Like, to be honest, they kiss, like, at the very But the end. romance is so peak. Yeah. Like, you, it, it's the most definition, so enemies to lovers, slow burn book you can get. When I say read The X Talk, it's like all of the banter, romance, intensity of Today, Tonight, Tomorrow, but there's smut in it. And so it's like, <laughs> I, I, feel, about it. I, I don't know why I feel like I've read it, but I don't think I have. It's basically like, it's just really popular. So yeah, maybe that's why it's I like thought. about these two people that do a radio show and they're like pretending like they're exes, but then they slowly start to fall in love with each other, which is like, what? But like, <laughs> to me, like, I hate the miscommunication trope. Like, I'd rather die than read a book where the third act breakup is a miscommunication. Like, we don't need that. Yeah. I would rather read a book where she's like, I'm just not good enough for you, than read a book where the whole time I'm having a panic attack because one of the main characters said something to the other main character that was completely taken out of context. So, like... The, the after series. No, like, the after series. <laughs> that yeah. series just... I... That series would die on this <laughs> Literally. Uh, I would say... Okay, so we talked about our favorite. I just talked about my least favorite trope. What yeah. is a trope that would make you DNF a book? Uh, definitely the pregnancy trope for me. I just can't with that trope. Like, it, it to me, it just throws off the whole romance. It brings in a whole nother, like... I mean, if it's done in a way that, like, is... I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to think of a book where they did it right, and I can't think of one. I think... Okay, so that's how I felt before. But I, to be before? fair... I've never read a book with an accidental pregnancy trope. Mm. So, like, I read, I just finished Regretting You, and I was like, shit, this is going to be all about the pregnancy trope. What I didn't know is that it's a time jump between. I love Regretting You. That was a good book. They did it well in that book. But, like, if there's, like, a kid involved, that's fine. But I think the thing for me is, like, all of a sudden she's pregnant and they have to stay together is kind of weird for me. Yeah, that's what it's about. But I read Gave Me a Reason by A.L. Jackson, which is my first dark romance and also, like, a Bob motorcycle gang book. And he already had a kid. So it was a single dad romance, which to me personally, I was like, I'm not going to like this. But then I was like, it's so cute to see how attached the kid gets to the other person in the story. Yeah. And then, like, especially, like, in Reminders of Him, like, a book that you've read that's like, literally what i was just gonna exactly. bring up reminders of him is in my opinion like one of colleen hoover's best books so, like i would read that book a million times before i read it ends with us i'm sorry like that's just how i feel about it i just like i think the issue is that it ends with us was marketed as a romance book but it's not a romance book and so i think when you read it on its own like in not in comparison to any other book you've ever read standalone amazing book like made me sob the story was complete from start yeah. to finish but when you see the way that it's marketed by people that are like promoting it on social media it just gives me the ick about the book. Like, yeah I, just can't do it. I would have to agree and no i completely agree like if there's already a child in the picture that doesn't necessarily like give me the ick for a book or like throw me off it's more of like they're figuring out if they want to be together and then they suddenly get pregnant and have to figure out what to do like to me that's just like if i read the back of a cover and it has that in the book i'm like no like i'm not gonna like we have not finished this series because the more that we read other romance books the more that we're like okay but 
the deal. We read the deal. And then we were like, mm. oh, maybe we should read the rest of the books. And then we saw that the second book was called The Mistake. And we were like, so she gets pregnant. And then every single video I've seen about that book is like, he's the best dad. And like, and I was like, yeah. So I actually would rather die than I'm pretty that. sure I bought that book and I haven't read it yet. So I'm going to need to read that so I can Just let us talk know about how I feel. I feel like the pregnancy trope is good in that book I'd yeah, say I need to give every trope a chance once like I gave um like age gap was like I was like ooh, I don't know if I want to play with this but I gave age gap a chance and it was like fine like not that bad yeah um but like you slowly gain more preferences and like I haven't read that many dark romance books I read Punk 57 so long ago and it's like <laughs> a holy romance like they're fucking terrible to each other but, like, I would never read that again. Like, at the time, I was, like, best book I've ever read. Like, but that was, like, February of 2021. Yeah. So, so like, you knew nothing. Yeah. And now I'm, like, I, don't, I, I just think for me personally, I love, my, if I had to say, like, my favorite tropes are forced proximity, childhood best friends to lovers, and then, like, fake dating. But yeah. only if it's done well. Because now exactly. I'm, point, I'm, like, whatever, another fake dating trope, I don't even yeah but like that's why i'm like i don't really like love dark romance unless it's like they're friends and then he just happens to have like a little dark past which is kind of like um twisted love the first book in the series but that's how i feel no i i feel like i completely agree with that i think a lot of the tropes like they're good tropes but they can be very overrated because literally every single trope is overused at this point especially on book talk so yeah i think one thing we want to do for well i, I didn't talk to you about this but one thing <laughs> i really want to do for every single episode is have like one recommendation yeah. for every episode do, do we want to discuss this no i think we should just full send it okay but and we're I, gonna leave this part in so that you guys know that this is a <laughs> rash decision but don't leave a review saying that you hate the recommendation also if you made it this far through the first episode, you deserve a recommendation. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I feel like we've talked about a lot of romance today, so I feel like we should go with a romance okay. wreck. Um, Wait, but I feel like... If you have a different book, just say what you want to say. I feel like we should make the recommendation the Crave series. Oh, we're doing one, solely one recommendation? Oh, but you I, can have your own no, recommendation. To be fair, I think one of the recommendations from Ayla's side should be Crave, specifically just because we're going to reference that shit so much times. like if you read that series now you're going to be set for the rest of this podcast yeah, series we're going to have a lot to say about it a lot of times and we're going to do like a special like crave episode eventually yeah so you might want to catch up um, <laughs> but but before we need to put like a like a content warning you have to read the first book to completion even if you hate it because the other four books are so, so good like you can't just like yeah. don't stop keep reading if you love twilight if you love the vampire diaries and teen wolf it's like a bundle of all of them it's like vampire diaries mixed with twilight mixed with harry potter like at a boarding school magical so good Dark romance Academia, vampires it's love triangle. fantasy romance like it's some literally people, just everything you could want Triangle trope, but I'll say two of our favorite series are literally the Summer yeah. Pretty and Crave series. I would say the thing about the Crave series, <laughs> just it's just the first book mostly, but I uh, it, it's very like fan fiction y when you first get into it. Like, it's very cheesy, but you have to kind of push through. Because, okay, there are lots of you, I've read fan fiction better than the first Crave book. 
We did meet Tracy Wolf, though. So that's not saying she's a bad author. It's just like she knew her audience at the time. Yeah. But I will say it's very it's very young adult and the rest of the books are not as young adult. Yeah. I think I like that about it though because it can kind of be for all ages. Yeah, like when like, we went oh, to the Tracy Wolf siding, there was like younger girls like maybe like 13 14 and then like ladies that were like 35 like literally anyone can read this series so i would definitely recommend that i would say because we've talked a lot about diversifying our bookshelves this episode which we'll do an episode about that yeah all of us reading um more diverse recs i would say that because i just finished it and it's one of like the most like not white books i've read because i'm slowly trying to change that is i would say read um Dial A for Antis if you're like a if you're in the mood for like a light little pick me up sub romance plot book because it is funny it's like about like a girl in the like she's Filipino and um her whole family like owns this wedding business and then she accidentally kills someone and they have to figure out what they're gonna do about so that. I actually need to read that book you haven't read that no book. I haven't read it so I'm gonna be reading it and updating but I definitely about what think, I think if you're looking for a diverse book read that book. Yeah. All right, guys. That's all we have for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. We're so excited. We hope you enjoyed. Um, Let's talk about books. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys <laughs> think we're funny. We think we're pretty funny. Um, this is our first episode, so the audio is obviously not up to par. But if you guys give this like awards and reviews and stuff, we will upgrade our equipment as we get more. Um, more motivation, I'll say. And if you have certain things you want us to discuss, what should we? Um, we don't have a social media combined for our in our thing yet. Uh, but in the description, I'll leave a link to my Instagram, Ayla's Instagram, and then just like you can DM us literally any literally anything, anything, and we'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.